was almost total silence. It was almost like a submarine, to be honest with you. And one, one of the crew, Byron Bateman, what a character he was, all strapping, of course, as tight as we could be. He shouted to, across to me, come on, Cox, and he said, roll it over all the way. And of course, it lightened the tension a little bit. Hi, I'm Dave Chant, uh, David Chant, uh, uh, ex-coxswain of St. David's Lifeboat, the Garside. Uh, my experience with the lifeboats when I moved from Cardiff in my early uh, 20s and got involved fishing in the, in the sea and that meant getting involved with mixing with uh, the lifeboat men and uh, worked alongside them and I gradually moved well into uh, joining because uh, it looks like an exciting experience and uh, learn a lot of knowledge about the uh, islands off the west coast here. Well, on my wife's side of the family was uh, Henry Rollins, actually, who lost his life on the disaster of the, the lifeboat that went on the bitches in Ramsey South, the gem. Uh, quite a tragic thing. So on the f family side, really, including my wife's, it goes well, well back. Her great-uncle also served on it, uh, and her father actually got a vellum from the lifeboat service. Although he wasn't a member of the crew, he did do a rescue with a small boat to someone who had fallen over the cliffs. So he's uh, so it's right through the family, really. It was an amazing experience to be actually asked to take over as coxswain of the lifeboat. Um, it was uh, such a an awesome honour, to be honest with you, to take the responsibility, which a bit, was a bit concerning really, the, 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 uh, the lifeboat and the crew that was dependent on my skills and experience, which I'd gained through the training of the lifeboat service. So yeah, it was, it was quite, uh, quite a, a very proud moment for me to actually be honoured with this position. The, the stepping into it, uh, into being coxswain, suddenly became a massive responsibility. It was not only the uh, safety of the crew, the responsibility to try and rescue people, uh, and it's a constant thought uh, and consideration of how I operated and trained the crew, uh, and their support for me was, without their support, of course, it, it, can't, uh, it can't do any rescues. It all evolves around the teamwork of, uh, of a crew working well together. Talk me through the rescue of the Stephanie Jane. Right, it was a Sunday morning uh, and phone rang and a, f a, f a friend of mine, one of the fishing colleagues, uh, Phil Davis, uh, he said, you better get your ass down to the station. There's a mayday coming through on the radio. I'd already had the doors open, and as the crew came through the door, it was a quick decision of selecting the crew that I was going to take. The thing was, it was absolutely screaming, and the water, the sea was boiling in Ramsey Sound and out to the west. But we were so, adrenaline was running, and you were so ready for it that we got all the crew on and off we went into uh, into 100 mile an hour winds 
and very, very rough, lumpy seas. The decision when we launched, I had the option to go where the wind was, I had the option to go south about or north about. If I went south about, I had to run the massive overfalls of the wind against the tide uh, on the south end of Ramsey, so I chose to go north about, but that meant cutting out through the Bishops and Clarks Islands down to the South Bishop Lighthouse where this vessel was in, uh, this, in trouble. And uh, so we, we went that way, we cut around the north end of Ramsey, and then of course you were then exposed to the full guts of the storm, but we were uh, sort of quarter of the way out there by, by at that stage. Then we passed the, uh, a few of the isolated sand rocks that we went through, but the whole thing was a boiling sea. We came past a, an island called the, uh, the, the Rosson, and then the one called the Dauwech. As we went, decided to go outside that and come to the South Bishop from the northwest. And as we passed that island, we came into a heavy, heavy, overfall and the boat was the uh, lifeboat was actually knocked down on its side and completely buried with this big wave the whole experience quite amazing because immediately the engines mercury switches has cut down the the engines to tick over almost total silence it was almost like a submarine to be honest with you and one, one of the crew, Byron Bateman, what a character he was, all strapped in, of course, as tight as we could be. He shouted to, across to me, come on, Cox, and he said, roll it over all the way. And, of course, it lightened the tension a little bit. We wallowed out of that. I flicked the switches to get the engines and throttled up again and eventually went round the... Uh, west side of the uh, South Bishop and saw the trawler literally about a hundred meters or thereabouts off uh, going ashore. Bearing in mind the the lighthouse is uh, is well over a hundred feet above the uh, to the top of the rock above the uh, the sea, and we how are we going to get in? Now this uh, boat, the fishing boat, had its uh, anchor down and was straining it to be dragged ashore that it was holding but was putting us in a very difficult position where we had to try and get a tow rope on it. We actually uh, talked talk to the crew very clearly to actually run the tow line out making sure it was well protected against being washed over the side because the sea was actually breaking over us and actually we, we came up to the vessel and I did a, a, a pass across the bows avoiding the actual anchor which rope which was streaming out in front of it and as we came to it this wave picked us up and surged us towards this uh, fishing vessel and fortunately uh, my second coxswain Malcolm Gray then at that time he, he put the heaving line I was about to throw the heaving line to it and we actually passed so close he literally passed the tow rope straight into the hand of one of these fishermen. The next, the next wave, as it went, we were pushed and was literally uh, probably about 30, 40 yards, maybe 50 yards away from the, uh, from the, uh, the fishing vessel. 
Anyway, so very successfully and very skillfully managed to get this tow rope on. Then it became the long tow. We didn't actually move, seem to move anywhere more than uh, two, three, four, five hundred yards from the lighthouse because we are now punching into the storm, punching into the tide. And we sat there for up to four hours, something like that, maybe a bit longer. And eventually the tide slacked away and it turned and we started to make headway. That's pretty well, pretty well. As we came into Milford Haven, there was a tug standing by in the shelter of the heads and offered to take the tow off. So I said to the boys, well, what do you reckon? And uh, they said, hey, come on, we brought it this far. We're taking it all the way into Milford Docks. That's it. It's, uh, I'm not passing this tow over now, we know we've got it this far. They actually uh, awarded, uh, awarded uh, me, but in actual fact, they all awarded the boat and, and the crew a bronze medal for the rescue, and uh, all, the, uh, all, the, all the crew had uh, bronze medal uh, replicas of it because it was such a a, a, a difficult and a hairy uh, experience that Arnold and I, in their judgment, uh, deemed it was uh, worth honouring with a bronze medal. Ah, it uh, absolutely means everything. Um, I've uh, I've been out on two lifeboat uh, bronze medal rescues. Once as a crew member, uh, that was with the uh, the the. Um, vessels, the, the tugs that went ashore off Solva. That's another story, of course, but I'm so proud to have been honoured with with a Stephanie Jane because being in command, but being in command what you is, is great, but you can only operate if you've got an absolutely top crew that back you up 100%. Hello, this is Louise Minchin. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.